What do you like this stuff, Tom? Do you see anywhere? Yeah. Uh, Christ on a stick. Would it kill you to shovel your walk? I could have broken a hip out there. Surprise! Please don't mean that. Oh, yeah, Dorothy, it's so great to see you. Yeah, well, your sister's no Mother Teresa, but at least she swings by every once in a while to make sure that I'm not dead. So where's the dog? I need to get Mary. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Sweet Sweet Podcast. This is Kira, the host of Citizen Frame. As we continue our dive in with our Christmas month, um, today we're talking kind of a fairly newer film, I guess you can say. We're still sticking with the horror genre like we always do with the 19, oh, sorry, 19, what the hell, I'm way off there. The 2016 Krampus. Now, there's a bunch of different titles they call Krampus. This is the one directed by Michael Daugherty and it put out by Universal. So it's a bigger budget, bigger name behind it. And we'll get into that story in a second as I introduce the usual band of misfits. We got Trevor. As always, good to be here. Yeah, welcome back. And Nula. Ho, ho, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> someone's been drinking. Got wee jingle balls all going and... Christmas lights sparkling. Yeah. On the Christmas sherry. A little eggnog action, I think, uh, is what you're talking about. Oh, fuck, I wish. <laughs> I can go for some eggnog. I've never that. tried it. Yeah. Neither have I. No. Doesn't taste like alcohol, so that's why it goes down easy. Yeah, but the thought of eggs and alcohol together kind of turns me. Um. <laughs> Do you play guitar over there, Trevor? <laughs> it's not me. That didn't uh, come that from my actually, end. That was me. The co- I knocked against the spring of my boom arm, and it made some beautiful noise. So there you go. Yeah, it sounds yeah like I'll guitar. be sitting here yeah. playing this throughout the song, or throughout the movie. Rather, I'll be playing you the song. A live yeah. soundtrack. So we're here to, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Krampus. Krampus, like I mentioned, is... Um, the guy who directed, he's a screenwriter. He, he does a lot of the X-Men stuff, a lot of superhero stuff. Man of Steel or whatever, you know, or Superman Returns. He's, a lot of that stuff. But his claim to fame to me is he directed a film called Trick or Treat mm. that yes. came out in 2012. And it is, I think, one of the best Halloween films ever produced. Wow. If you had to see it. it is. If you haven't seen it, we'll do it next year. We'll get it in. Um, I would put it up there with Creepshow, which is my go-to. Of anthology, anthology horror, mm. uh, but it's done like uh, Tarantino style. All the stories intertwine. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I think most of the like the old anthology horror films, like from the likes of Hammer and Amagus, you know the old British ones. They all intertwined as well, and you know they would be some of my favorites. So yeah, I mean this. I think intertwined where at the end they they all come together, but this one they yeah. kind of bled all the stories in one. But they're, you know, it it's it's a different kind of crossover um, yeah. that that he does, and it's it's just a wonderful film. But he, he took himself out of the limelight for a little while, and he's back with another holiday one called Krampus. Um, let's just kind of start off, kind of where it begins. I like the beginning. I do like they're playing Bing Crosby in the background, beautiful Christmas music, and you got a bunch of assholes <laughs> the chaos. kicking each other's ass yeah. in black on, on Black Friday. Which is actually not too far from reality. Um, it's actually toned down from reality. Yeah, yeah probably it's is. It's like uh, Black is. Friday. It's what I kind of got from that. Everybody running in, going. Oh yeah, that's buck. That's exactly old women for cheap TVs. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're. That's what they're doing. They're making fun of Walmart. That's what they were doing when it used to happen. Um, 
But the film, as, as I was watching it, you know, I saw this film once a couple years ago, and I thought it was, I was, I was, I was, I was okay. I was all excited to see it, and I said, oh, it's just all right. Um, so seeing it again, um, and I always make the famous comment through the podcast eyes. I I don't know, guys. I uh, I don't know where to go with this one, and maybe you guys can help me out. Cause yeah, I I have a, a quite a bit to say about it. Yeah, the story's kind of confusing. Okay, so I don't I don't like it. Ooh. Okay, well, okay, let's, let's save, just yeah, just save a review for the end of the, the podcast, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quick podcast. Good night, folks. Happy Christmas. <laughs> you can follow us on Citizen Frame. Uh, no, okay, well, let's talk about the the first act. The first act's pretty much the meet and greet. Now, I did catch some kind of little fun little things where this movie played in the first half, the first half, that is, it plays a lot like one of my favorites, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, the Griswolds. Yeah, you got the Griswolds, and then you got Cousin Eddie. He's more of the blue-collar worker. Um, mm-hmm. He shows up. Um, the Randy Quaid character. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's all about chaos. Nobody really gets along with each other. Um, you have all these different... Uh, all these different uh, characters and all these different, uh, uh, like Aunt Dorothy uh, is a good laugh. She's good and I like her. Um, yeah, you know. She's uh, actually the only character I like in it. She comes in and she's like, oh, oh Merry Christmas. And she's like, where's the dog? Not, I need to get Mary. <laughs> uh, she's, yeah, she does have some of probably the best lines in it. Um, you got the twins um, who are kind of obnoxious, but it's kind of a backstory with them <laughs> The father wanted them to be boys, yeah. so she's kind of raised them as boys, so they're really tomboyish. Um, so you get the, these all these different lifestyles and all these different characters, and I really I did enjoy that. Believe it or not, that was my favorite part of the film because once the horror aspect changes, why well, I have a problem. Um, but let's talk about the fi- the family di- the family dynamic 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 from the from the beginning. <laughs> Um, even all the way to the, the Christmas dinner they're all having. There's no appreciation for what she's done. Exactly. It's kind of almost copy and paste from Christmas vacation. Yeah, totally. It's cliched. Yeah. Um, which is okay. But you gotta pay, you gotta pay it for, you gotta pay it forward. And what I mean by that is when a director does homages to other classics, you better potential in your own. And he yeah. doesn't do that. And I have a problem As with well, that. I would have to say... The likes of Christmas Vacation and stuff had genuinely brilliant comedy actors like Chevy Chase and Randy Quaid and stuff. Well, well, I, as much as I love Tony Collette, um, she, comedy's not her forte. She's a bit too serious. Yeah. Well, she's, she's proven to be pretty good comedy. I mean, her big was Muriel's Wedding. That's her Muriel's Wedding is brilliant, I have to admit. Um, so I think she's good. I do like, you do have great, uh, the, be- the best comedic timing is the two actors who do most, most comedy. Um, uh, Daniel Culture. Okay, I'm screw- I'm butchering the names here. And Kachita Farrell. She, she's known from you know three, two and a half mm-hmm. men. Um, she, yeah, she, that's the aunt, doesn't it? Yeah, she just passed. Yeah. this year. Yes, she's the best character in it. But those are the comedic. Those are the ones who are comedic timing. Those are the ones who've been in comedy for a long time. Um, so they they generally got the better one lines. The problem I'm having with this film, and I'm sounding too serious, I should be ripping this apart pretty good. Uh, I think after Jack Frost, I'm just worn out yeah. uh, from all my humor. So the plot is this kid, he's slightly older than he should not believe in Santa. But the whole point of the story is you believe in Santa, 
good things will happen. If you disrespect Santa, Krampus will show up and, and devastate your, your, your Christmas. Um, sounds like a pretty decent little concept. Uh, so the little kid gets made fun of by the twins. And he's got that Santa's note, and they kind of rip on him a bit for writing it. It's really and he sweet. He decides he's embarrassed. It is. It wasn't a bad. Like I said, I the opening part. Like I said, the whole intro before, before the, the he decides to rip off the Santa letter because he's embarrassed and he's he's ashamed and um, he throws it out, and that's where all the chaos starts. But see, I have to admit, um, all of that overly um, sentimental schmaltz. Um, I can't stand it, <laughs> you know, and um, you know I I prefer something a bit more grounded, and it was just a bit too nicey nicey. I you know, know what I mean. I think it's quite the opposite. I think, the, and I thought the wee lad was um, pretty annoying. I was okay with the kids. I was okay with mo- most of the people in this, and I, the I, daughter I, wasn't too bad. You know, the one who goes missing. Yeah, I I, I disagree with your comment about I was too you know lovey-dovey and too happy-go-lucky i think it's quite the opposite i think they play the fight fight family dynamic quite well there's a funny scene where oh no sorry sorry the the, the overall family dynamic isn't all lovey-dovey and stuff but the son uh the stuff with the son you know who's like he's just too cutesy with his floppy hair and stuff (laughs) and it's you know he he, he just irritated me i think Like, if you look at the family, on the outside, they're this perfect wee family, but behind closed doors, the kind of marriage is drifting apart. You know, the daughter, she's wanting to go over to her boyfriends to smoke weed. And, yeah, you know, and the young boy's kind of just like, I just want my family back and I want to have the same wee relationships that we used to have. And, you know, yes, it's sentimental, but from a young boy's point of view in that situation... Maybe he would reach out to Santa and be like, you know, I just want people to be happy. I I want my family to enjoy each other's company and, and whatever else. So I, I was like, yeah, okay, this this sets it up all right. I had no problem with it. Exactly. To be fair, um, I don't think the problem is with the writing. I think the problem is with the actors playing the characters. They're pretty annoying. Um, and... Yeah, I, I didn't see it, that. I didn't see that. It just I, didn't work for me. That's fine. That's to each own. I, I, I was fine with the actors in it. Um, uh, I, I do like the little <laughs> when Tony Clint was hanging up. She's got a family picture of them every year. It was Santa, huh. and she hangs the, this year's pictures up, and and the Santa's taking a look at the daughter's ass. Ice oh, perv, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. They got Aunt Dorothy with the great lines. Oh, I gotta go. Uh, uh, all this food just clogged my pipes. <laughs> It's just, yeah, I liked her. Like I have to admit, you know, but it, again, I, it was down to uh, um, the performance of the actor, who's a who's a natural co- comedic talent. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I have I have nothing against the introduction of all the actors. I think all the characters brought something. I do I do think that I do think they all brought a little bit of humor to the table or uh, whatever the whatever they decided to bring on, like Uncle Howard Aunt Linda. Um, Aunt Linda was kind of wasted her character, but Aunt, Uncle Howard's pretty funny. Again, that's David Courtier. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's quite good. He's, he's very good. Timon, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's great as uh, Packard in the uh, American Office. Um, I haven't seen the American but, Office. I think I've seen him in another couple of movies, though, and he's pretty good, usually. Yeah, yeah. He's usually the he's usually the, the perv, <laughs> the gross out, <laughs> the, the drunk friend. Um, okay, so once... All the chaos, we meet everybody, and everything settles. He throws the letter out, and boom, 
this is where it becomes a horror flick. Um, the, and once he throws a letter, the blizzard starts. You got big snowmen suddenly being built. Uh, the whole, uh, the power goes out all of a sudden. Um, and this is where they decide to let the little, little the daughter, not the little daughter, but the teenage daughter go to the boyfriend's house. They're only a couple blocks away, but she disappears. Um, I don't know. I just, here's the problem I have with the second act. The second act is a horror film. Give us horror. There is no point in this second act I cared about any of the characters. I didn't yep. care who died. Um, you never saw really anything good and gory. And yep. you just, it fell flat. There was no tension. I agree 100%, Kieran. And um, what I think the problem was after doing a bit of research on it, apparently they were originally going to go for a hard 18 or an X certificate, whatever it is in America. Um, it's an 18 here, you know, in, in the UK originally. But then they decided to tone it down. So I think, like, the, the finished film it's caught in the middle of not knowing exactly what the fuck it is. Is it, is it a kids' horror film or an adult yeah. horror film? And it, and because of that, it's a mess. And it's tonally um, flat. I think that's where the director's cut's coming out for Christmas. So I'm curious. It's called the naughtier, <laughs> the naughtier nice edition <laughs> or something like that. Right. Um, you know the way I'm a Doctor Who fan? Um, well, oh God! I knew um, you had to bring up Doctor Who somewhere. <laughs> that or well, David one, Lynch. One, no, but what do you hear? One thing. One thing. One of the things I, I always had a problem with with Doctor Who, especially you know the, the the recent series, was the Christmas specials, and the Christmas specials were always toned down and more sort of kid and family friendly, which is understandable. But for me personally, as a viewer, um, you know, it's not really my thing. This is what this felt like: a Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah. Um... I don't, Nula, you said you were a fan of this. I do like this movie. Uh, um, I enjoyed it because the first time I seen it, I was like, "Oh, holy shit! Okay, they're going there." But no, I do get, I get what you mean in in sense that it could have gone further. It's not, it's not as horror as I would have liked. Don't get me wrong, but like whenever I watched it, I just remember enjoying it and just thinking, "This is fucking, this is stupid," and you know, it's nice to see something a bit different. Um. Well, in terms of Christmas movies for the past while, you know, up, up to that point, there wasn't really much going on and that I was aware of uh, for the horror side of Christmas movies. With the horror side of it as well, it doesn't have that dark, cutting humour that the likes of Gremlins no. has, no. you know? Yeah, played a lot like Gremlins, or at least tried to. Yeah, um, I thought that too. And, I mean, it had some great ideas and great concept, but it just didn't seem to be any peril yeah um, i didn't care i just didn't care yeah like when Unc, when um you see the girl she goes underneath the hummer when she sees krampus when she's going to her boyfriend's house and the little pop you know you know what do you, what do you call it pop in the box what do you jack call in the box in? yeah the jack um, in the box jack in the box yeah and it's going on around around that's a good moment to scare you I quite like that monster actually he's really cool um he's something that i think made me go oh yeah yeah this is i i like this because he was fucking grotesque that monster and see the <laughs> whole scene with the child getting dragged up the chimney and them trying to yeah. hold on to yeah. him and you know that kind of thing was pretty cool and then you see that that creature that monster later um in the movie and it's got blood dripping all down its face and out its mouth and That's stuff yeah. you know it's Disgusting like it's eating one stuff. of the kids it's eating the dog you know, 
I do like that. I do like the attic scene. Mm. It's probably because that's when the that's chaos probably started. the best yeah. scene in it. It is probably, and then you've got Howard who's in the kitchen, <laughs> getting trying to trying to defend <laughs> himself from the gingerbread man. man. Yes. And the dog and he, eats it, and he sets him on fire. Um, <laughs> it's a great. It actually, you know, it's it's definitely when with the chaos, you know, it takes a long time yeah. to get to the scene, guys. Um, mm-hmm. And we're in the that's attic. another issue, but it is too long. And when you saw the the clown snake kind of clown, the one who's eating the kid. Um, it reminded me something of a nightmare before yep. Christmas. These evil toys, um, uh, the, yeah. the teddy bear, the evil teddy bear who gets his head blown off. So it seems like they did what Gremlins did, but Gremlins did it better. And what I mean by that is all the violence that we're we're supposed to see for this hard, hard, edgy horror film seemed to be toward the creatures and not to the humans. Yeah, you didn't see anything. They're all off camera. The when the humans got it. Can I say as well, one of the what really pissed me off, and to compare it to Gremlins as well, in Gremlins, um, you know, there's actually, you know, the the characters actually go through trauma, and you know, there, there's actually consequences to everything that's happened in Gremlins. With this film, it's all a fucking dream. That really, it's not me. even a dream. That was really lazy. No, yeah. that's okay. That's okay. Well, since we're going all over the place here, what the fuck? Okay, so. All right, so you got the Krampus thing, and since Max is the one who tore up the letter, he's the one who's got to solve this thing, right? And his Omi is his grandmother. Yeah. Okay. She gives us, she knows what's going on. So she tells a story, which I thought was a pretty good scene, uh, done animated. Yeah. Um about when Krampus visited her, but it spared her. Why did Krampus spare mm. her? You never find out. I don't think it is properly explained. I, I kind of think that the... I think there's a line. Yeah. yeah. I think that maybe the reason that she is spared is because she didn't go chasing after Krampus and give the whole, I'm so sorry, I'd do anything to have them back. And he's just like, shit one, you can go and you can live with them then. You know, you can you can go down with them. Okay, so when he opens up this big pit, okay, everyone dies, okay? Pretty much everyone's disappearing. Everyone's, uh, whether it's the snow shark <laughs> or the puppets <laughs> killing everybody, everybody starts dropping yeah. off. And so he's, the only the only person left is Max and one of the twins, and he tries to save one of the twins um, by saying, take me instead. Mm-hmm. You know, do the admirable thing. Um and he takes both, Krampus. Well, I love what Krampus does with him because he listens to him and watches what he's saying and then slowly wipes the tear up from his eye like he's actually going to give okay. a shit. And then all the all yes. the wee monsters, puppets and whatever and him start laughing at the kid because um, he makes this real great plea. I want my family back, please. I didn't realize I take it all back. I take it back, you know. And yeah. I, I think yeah. that's why he I, was punished too, because with Krampus, it's, yeah, you've lost a Christmas spirit, but you're also ungrateful for what you have. You have a family around you. You know, you should be grateful for that. People who care and love you and whatever else. And you're so willing to throw away your Christmas spirit because oh, you're unhappy with something, you know, that kind of. There's also, yeah, there's also the, the, the heavy suggestion 
that Krampus is actually Santa gone bad. Well, that's what the whole point. The whole yeah. point is no, no, but actually, literally Santa, but even the costume and all, um, is very. He's basically a zombie. It's like Santa. a darker. There's a darker side yeah, to it's Santa. Yeah, the reverse version of Santa. Said, the dark yeah, Santa. the anti-Santa. Punish. Um, <laughs> we'll begin to that Naughty. one. Um, okay, what? Okay, here. Okay, so yeah, he ends up. You know, you think it's gonna be the sentimental scene, and the and Krampus is like, "Fuck it, I'm dropping him in the pit." <laughs> He wakes up, everything's good to go, everything's back to normal, Blizzard's gone, they're all downstairs opening their presents, they're all Terribly alive, ending. Linda, Howard, they're all they're all running around, having a good time. He gets the, or- he opens up a gift, and it's the ornament that Omi had, his grandmother. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the family pauses, and they're in a snow globe? Well, I think, see, this is, this is like a punishment. Think, yeah. This, this is like a hell escape type situation so i really hope that's true well they have to repeat is, the same thing yeah definitely because they realize what's happened like so as, as you know all of them get taken away they either get eaten or whatever and they get taken away but um with the whole family scene the kid gets the bell and you slowly see their faces change and it zooms out and it's a room full of shelves and hundreds of snow globes and theirs is one of the snow globes so these these are these are ungrateful angry families who have no christmas spirit left and are being punished to live with the people that they don't like at the time of the year that they hate over and over and over and it just resets i think that's i think that's great it's per it's purgatory hell it's hell it's hell basically um, oh, what and a you know stupid what? Ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I don't like the end, and there is that suggestion of, of what Nula's saying, and I hope that is the case. Um, although I did look up where the, apparently the director says, you know, it's actually meant to be a happy ending. You know, that was just like a weak quirk. But um, the, the sort of fan theory is what Nula's saying. You know, back backs up what Nula's saying, and I hope that's true because all the characters were annoying as fuck, and they deserve <laughs> they deserve to be in hell <laughs> for for that. I don't think they deserved it. I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I thought it was a silly ending. And if if if, if Michael Daugherty is trying to say that he's he, he was he was trying to make a happy ending, that's bullshit. That's not a happy that's ending. That is not a happy. That's not ending. a happy ending. You're trapped in a dome in a constant blizzard with creatures that are coming and chasing you and trying to eat you every day. Absolutely not. It's happy for me. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I it, yeah. It's just I I just think it's almost like a cheat. It's all right. I I don't know. I I'm, the I'm, whole, I, I, the, the, I am curious the whole, the director's cut coming out. Sorry, the, the whole kid waking up and it's all a dream and everybody's returned back to life is a massive cheat. Well, that's not um, a dream. Really, it's not a dream. That's well, point. it is. A, it's sort it's of a, a dream. dream. If it's not a dream. It's not a dream. No. no yeah, he, but he, it's still he a wakes cheat. up and he's still in the he's still in the chaos that he started. Yeah. Um, it's just rewound itself. So it's, yeah, uh, I I that's still a cheat button. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. It's not a dream, though. It's not a dream. I did like the uh, the designs of the creatures. I thought they were cool. The gingerbread men were the best. Gingerbread men were awesome. Um, the big snake guy was my favorite. And that creepy yes, porcelain doll. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, yeah. She gets the best of the shotgun blast in the chat. I mean, they get pretty violent deaths. Teddy Bear gets shot in the face. <laughs> Yeah, I think the movie looks looks really well. You know, the whole kind of set design and whatever else looks great. 
I like it. I think he has something here. And this was a hit for him, um, which I'm glad to see because I do like to see him get other projects. Because I know he's been struggling with get, trying to get Trick or Treat 2. Um, yeah, that's been on the, on the go for a while now, A long time. God, I want a sequel to that so bad. And so this being a success, hopefully open the doors for that one. But then he went off to do Godzilla King of Monsters. He did that one. Yeah. Um, so, because he's a comic book guy. That's where his work's from. He's, I think he's, I think he's the next comic book writer. I don't know. But I'm seeing this the second time. I'm going to give it one more shout. I'm going to look at the director's cut and see if they do anything differently. You know, sometimes you get these fucking director's cuts and they put like 30 seconds or something in and you don't even know where it was. <laughs> so I don't want to sit through this thing again and not get anything, hopefully, no. to tweak me to wanting to like it. Because like I said, the first act, I will go with it. You had me. And then the second act, which is the horror part, which is where you should grab me right away, just falls flat for me. On like the likes of, say, Gremlins, or even like other sort of Christmas sort of, I know it's not horror, but say Die Hard, where they're pulling you by the throat and you're going on this roller coaster ride. I know they're attempting to do that with Krampus. I just didn't get it, you know, or feel it. The attic sequence is where they kind of hit was where they were going for that, you know, the roller coaster ride with all the yeah. chaos. The problem is, the chaos should have been peppered in when the girl goes missing. Her her going missing was 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 a stupid. Was, ugh, that's it. Yeah, I know. That's the and, scene. And she was actually one of the best characters, and she's missing for so much of it. Yeah. Then they when they go out to find her, and their Humvee's destroyed, and he's he's gonna get eaten by a snow shark, and then he just shoots the gun, and snow shark's gone. It's like this is it. Mm-hmm. So the real tension didn't hit until you got to the attic. It's a good scene, but it's kind of wasted at this point because I I was checked out. Yeah, same here. So no, I had I have fun watching this movie for the first time, and I have fun watching it again for the podcast. Um, I get that, yeah, it's maybe a bit too long. Um, some of the actors, I'm just like, oh, whatever, you know, they're there. Like they they didn't win an Oscar for this movie for obvious reasons. Um, but I I enjoyed the movie. I thought the story was good. Um, it's a nice be take on a on a spooky horror christmas story um the monsters were cool looking um done well the costume design and and that and and the creature design for krampus and all his wee minions was was good and i had fun like it's not the best christmas movie i've ever seen and it's not the best horror movie i've ever seen by any stretch of the imagination but i can sit and watch this and enjoy it you know i think you mentioned yeah. you mentioned the costume design. You mentioned uh, the makeup effects. You mentioned you know all this stuff, and you're spot on. It's exactly right. Everything w- was done to yeah. the T. It was done well, but somebody, some asshole, some fucking pimply faced young producer, got his hands on this and he chopped it up. Yeah, something went wrong in the editing. I would, here. I would love. Don't get me wrong, and that's the thing. I would love to see this be a lot scarier. Like to really amp was, up well, the horror yeah. and friggin' yeah. really punch that home. That would make this movie so much better. See, yeah, the the real um, sort of legend of Krampus and sort of Germanic folklore is dark as hell. I mean, I mean, talk about dark fairy tales. I mean, this is this is about a demon. Krampus is a demon from hell who goes about, um, you know, basically removing the badly behaved children uh, and taking them away in a sack. That's what the, the fucking these people used to tell their kids. You know, if you don't behave, Krampus is going to come and get you. You there's, know what I mean? Back a, back in a, the day. 
Is like no you age? could make a really dark, dark um, horror film, a brilliant horror film with that. There this is. Wasn't it. It's uh, yeah. called Saint Nick. It's right. uh, that's a different title because it's Norwegian. I think it's Norwegian, right. but that's where he got the idea for this. I'll have to this, check that out. So it's a, it's it's an R-rated version of this. Um, yeah. It's called Saint Nick uh, or Nick or something like that. Uh, look yeah. it up. Um, I'll check it out. I'm yeah. gonna give this one. I'm gonna wait until I see the director's cut, um, and then then in the in the new year, I will kind of maybe re-review not re-review it, but maybe tell what I thought of it at the end yeah. of one of our podcasts. Because uh, um, I'm curious, but, and I'll let you know, Neil, if it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because if it's because I'll give you an example. There's a scene where and it just gets lost. DHL shows up and they deliver a small package. Mm. And then yeah. she goes, Oh, what's that big bag full of stuff? Oh, that's just, you know, that was a sitting here. Oh, uh, it's the guys and in the it, guys in green or something, or the guys in brown, whatever UPS or the other delivery services. DHL. Courier. Yeah. Yeah. But what was stupid was that bag was put aside and then disappeared the whole movie. And then it's quickly shown she's she not take it in? Unpack she she took it in, but that was it. Mm. And then there's a scene where they're in the attic, and and Aunt Linda is. It was just. It seemed like there was something missing. There was an editing going on. Where, wait, why she got the? Why she opened these now? What's going on? Where did they yeah. come from? Oh, that's from the bag. You know, it's you had to figure it out. You're like, wait, wait, where did that come from? You know, you shouldn't really have to think in this film. It should kind of spoon fight for you in all fairness. So you think? Uh, uh, I think so- they actually mentioned about that. The presents that she took in were put around the tree, and whenever. Uh, one of the logs came out of the fire. Something came out of the fire, and the tree caught fire, and a lot of the presents got singed and whatever. And then she was sitting saying, "We have to rewrap these for the kids." Oh, okay, I didn't see her on any the unpacking. Maybe that's what it was, and she was just taking the bag. Okay, maybe. I... I think that that's what's happened. Well, you know, it's not showing you her bringing them in. Well, it's showing you her kind of picking them up, but it didn't show you her bringing them in, setting them down, and putting them out around the tree. You know, it's probably just went, yeah, you can put that together yourself. You know. Yeah, well, at least we can get this. The film does uh, does pretty much cater to the people who like the stories of you know Christmas Carol, It's a Wonderful Life, Scrooge. Those are obviously three thousand yeah. times better, but at least to try to do something different. Um, and it, it, I, I want to say it's a piece. I just I I'm I, my, I don't know what to say yet. I just don't. I want to see the director's cut, and if it gives me something decent. I'll come back with a better review. But right at I, this point, I'm not going to watch this again. See, this is the thing with me, Karen, as well, and I agree with you. It's like, I don't actually hate this film, and I don't think it's a piece of shit. I, I was just, I'm numb to it. Yeah. I have no feelings towards it. Yeah. You know, I, and, and yeah. I was to see him watching it, it was like, eh? So, you know, so what? You know, type thing. You know, it's just, I can't honestly say I fucking hate this film, or, you know, but I just, I just have no feelings towards it. And that shouldn't be because you know yes, us, we exactly. all like we all like a horror and we all yeah. like you know it, it's right up our alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, on paper. So, yeah. but yeah. we'll see. Maybe we'll get a bloodier version. I don't know a scary version. That would be least. that would be great. Uh, yeah, because it is, uh, you know, as far as horror is concerned, it is quite tame. Like this could be more of a like a t- like a fifteen or something. Like the fact that it's an eighteen. Did you say a PG? No, 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 no. They were originally aiming, uh, originally in production. Apparently, they were um, going to make it um, a hardy attain uh-huh. or an X certificate or whatever, and it was going to be hardcore. But what I think then happened was there was studio interference who said, no, we want it to be a PG 13, so that we'll have family. more bums and seats. And w- 
and we'll make more money and um that's why and then um in between that it just became a watered down mm-hmm. mess but you know it's um totally totally a, a mess yeah and it didn't right. really know what it was at the end yeah and that's the problem and that's why i talked about some asshole editor got to it yes um because if this director's cut um coming out um i'm trying to oh my god you gotta be kidding there's no way that's right what? no i had a feeling nothing i thought the extended cut i'm just trying to trying to find how long extra is the extended cut because you talked about maybe they got involved the producer got involved and started clipping mm-hmm. uh, as the film i don't think so i think i think the film was done in the can the producer wanted no we want a kitty version mm-hmm. yeah and so the new version is called the naughty cut right <laughs> naughty cut to kind of like that naughty um <laughs> The extended cut uh, will be released next week, and it explains many of the buildings in the film. What the? F- I don't know. We'll see. It doesn't give me any minutes or time, which is unfortunate, because that's more important. Because you know, I don't want to hear like watch this for ten seconds of extra footage of a snowflake falling on the ground or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we'll find out. When I find out, I'll let you guys know if it's worth a watch. Uh, in the meantime, it's not offensive. It's okay. I I was so excited to see this, and I was di- and I think I'm more disappointed than I am. Yeah, it's competent. It's I like the actors in it. I like the first act. Second act falls apart. But for a guy who did Trick or Treat, I wanted so much more. Um, so we'll see what happens down yeah. the road. It stinks uh, of studio interference. Exactly. That's exactly it. But it's also uh, enjoyable. We're going to wrap this one up, guys. <laughs> yep. Wow, she's going to throw that in there. Yeah, it's oh, not that offensive. Uh, I can watch it. But yeah, somebody who I likes... I want it to be offensive. <laughs> somebody... You know, in the right way. <laughs> anyone who's got newless taste who listens to this podcast, anyone who likes movies like Labyrinth or Nightmare Before Christmas, they're going to like this mm-hmm. film. Yeah. I can't oh. see... The, yeah, I mean, it, Dark Crystal, yeah. you know, Henson-esque, you know, we, uh, stuff like that. And I can see that 100%. And, I, and I'm glad it does have an audience because, like I said, I like to see him do more films because I know he's, he's competent and I know he can do something better. Um, yeah. So I wish him the success. If it, I even, agree. Even if it comes out of this one. Uh, all right. That's a wrap. Uh, you can always, as usual, follow us on the Citizen Frame underscore podcast and on Facebook. Woo! That is a wrap in our <laughs> Christmas month. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of time off to chill out and relax. Uh, but don't worry, we'll be back probably mid-January, I'm thinking. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, we'll be uh, back up and running then. Um, in the meantime, Trevor and Nula, you have a good holiday and a good Christmas. Yeah. You too, okay. Kieran. Have Try a not to end up in a snow globe. And you too. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you also, Nula, of course. Certainly try my best. <laughs> To our listeners as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you guys, you can go ahead and welcome them too. No, you did. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody, <laughs> from all of us here at Citizen Frame, not just Kieran. And, and a Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year as well. <laughs> bah humbug. I want Halloween back. <laughs> Every day's Halloween in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And you, Colin and Chris, who weren't on this podcast with us, we wish you guys a happy Christmas as well. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure we'll get you guys back on uh, sooner than later. But in the meantime, guys, be safe. Enjoy your holidays. And we are out. <laughs>